Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and if you've been looking at your podcast feed and wondering where this week's episode was, it really wasn't my intention to release an episode, but since today is the Feast of the Holy Family, we don't get it on a Sunday this year, we get it on December 30th, and that's because Christmas was on a Sunday, and the following Sunday we have the octave day of Mary, Mother of God. I recalled that I had given a talk a number of years ago. I looked at the date of it. It was back in 2014. So mind you, this is a very old talk before years of preaching and more reading that I've done, but I wanted to revisit it and I wanted to share it with all of you today. And so I hope that this reflection on the Holy Family might prove beneficial for your own prayer, meditation, and devotion, and for your own family as well. A Portrait of the Holy Family Jesus, Mary, and Joseph have been the center of the Church's liturgical focus, given our recent celebrations of Christmas, the Holy Family, Mary, the Mother of God, and the Epiphany. During this Christmas season, and yes, it is still the Christmas season until the baptism of the Lord. We recall that God humbled himself by becoming incarnate, being born into a human family, and being subject to earthly parents. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was also the Son of Mary, and by adoption, the Son of Joseph. Since the Middle Ages, the family of Jesus has been the subject of devotion, known and celebrated by us today as the Holy Family. Unfortunately, many people find it hard to look to the Holy Family as an example of family life for the modern era. After all, Jesus was God. Mary was without original sin. Joseph never spoke any recorded words in the scriptures, and Joseph and Mary participated in a virginal marriage. Despite these obstacles, many popes and saints have held up the Holy Family as an example par excellence of family life. John Paul II, for example, called the Holy Family the prototype, an example for all Christian families. The privileges God granted to the Holy Family should not be considered obstacles, but should be considered helps and aids to us, the Christian faithful, and especially to Christian families. The Holy Family experienced many of the same joys and sorrows your family has, may, or will experience. They knew what it was like to have uncertainty about the future, to live in poverty, to experience homelessness, the threat of violence, being refugees in an alien and an hostile country, the struggle to preserve a stable home environment, and the loss of a child. We live in a time and an age where I believe we should reclaim our devotion to the Holy Family. It is interesting to note that in the development of this devotion, it has always emerged or re-emerged at times when the family was under attack by society or politically. This is indeed the case today with the threats and assaults the family faces. The church teaches us that the family is the first place a child encounters Christ. Each Sunday, we gather at church as part of a faith community, which is an extension of the domestic church. 
This means that one's faith should not be something that is only acknowledged on Sunday morning from 10.30 to 11.30, but should be a moment of encounter with the living God, Jesus Christ, who transforms not only your day, but the rest of the week. You must go for Mass as the deacon or priest announces to glorify the Lord by your life and to announce the gospel of the Lord. I'd like to paint a small portrait of the Holy Family for you that you can hang in your domestic church. I do not think it will be a 16 by 20 poster, but a small 4 by 6 or 5 by 7 portrait of the Holy Family that you can take with you in your mind and begin to look to as an example in your daily life. The church in the third millennium continues to emphasize the new evangelization and discipleship. The new evangelization must begin in the family. Pope Benedict XV in 1920 said, The only hope for a renewed society is vigorous family life. If your family lives a faith-filled and joyful life, you will become evangelizers to other families and will become a spark in our world today. Let us now briefly look at three different dimensions of the Holy Family. The spiritual, the education of children, and as exemplars of virtue. Let us open the door of the Holy Family's home in Nazareth and accept their invitation to enter and see what their family life is all about. The Spiritual Joseph and Mary were principally people of prayer who were immersed in the Word of God, for throughout their lives they lived with the Word himself. From the beginning of Luke's Gospel, we perceive Mary as a person who is dedicated to the Lord. She was a person who was completely open and receptive to the will of God, exemplified by her yes to God when the angel announced to her that she was to become the mother of the Lord. After receiving the angel's word, Mary went in haste to care for her cousin Elizabeth, who was six months pregnant. Upon their meeting and in response to Elizabeth's greeting, Mary proclaimed her Magnificat, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The proclamation of Mary was in fact a paraphrase and a new rendering of the canticle of Hannah, who rejoiced when she gave birth to her son Samuel. It is clear that Mary was a woman who knew and prayed with the scriptures. She was a woman of the word, who Jesus praised when he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Mary is an example of a person who practiced Lexio Divina, as Luke tells us that she pondered or treasured the moments of Christ's life in her own heart. Lexio Divina is a great spiritual practice of the church, popularized by monks and religious, in which one reads the scriptures and prays with it, trying to understand how God is speaking to them in the midst of their reflection. Turning to St. Joseph, his silence in the scriptures speaks volumes. The only reference to Joseph in the scriptures referred to the infancy narratives. Jesus' birth, presentation, flight into Egypt, and finding the temple. When Joseph questions whether or not he should take Mary as his wife, given that she was with a child that was not his, an angel appears to him and tells him to not be afraid to take Mary into his home. Whereas Mary received an apparition of an angel, Joseph received the message of the angel in a dream. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI in his infancy narratives says this reveals two things about Joseph. 
First, quote, his capacity to perceive the divine, and second, his ability to discern. Benedict, in his book, continually emphasized this aspect of Joseph as one who discerns. Joseph had to discern whether or not he simply had a dream or if the message conveyed to him was truly from God. Joseph was faced with accepting the doubt and pride of the world or to embrace what was revealed to him in a dream. Secondly, Benedict says that Joseph had courageous faith, faith in the word of the angel and faith in the fidelity of Mary, his betrothed. Like his spouse, Joseph's discerning spirit and faith exemplifies his openness to the will of God. So if we want to be like the Holy Family, we must become receptive to the will of God, whether, whatever it might be. This spirit can be cultivated with openness to prayer in the family. Perhaps you have heard the phrase, a family that prays together stays together. This phrase, coined by Father Patrick Payton, was a part of the Rosary Apostolate. His promotion of this phrase centered specifically on the family rosary. Nevertheless, it's true for all prayer. Consider praying with your children in the morning by making a morning offering before meals and pray with your children in the evening to thank God for the many blessings of the day and to pray for those who are in need of your prayers. Consider also reading the scriptures or only the gospel for the upcoming Sunday sometime during the week as a family. Make it a time of reflection and sharing with one another. Become like Mary and Joseph, who were deeply immersed and had a great knowledge of God's Word. Coming to know Jesus in the Scriptures is one way to become more receptive to God's will for your life and your family. Christian Education The end of chapter 2 of Luke's Gospel states, He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them, and his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Mary, was obedient to his earthly parents. Part of this upbringing would be the education of Jesus in the ways of Judaism. The Gospels recount Jesus also as a carpenter, for he was the son of a carpenter, thus learning his trade from his parents. Likewise, it is the responsibility of parents to transmit the faith to their children. Unfortunately, all too often, people believe the role is reversed. That is the church who is to hand on the faith to their children. A Christian upbringing begins in the home. The scriptures also record Jesus saying that he had come to light a fire in the world and how he wished or longed that that fire was already burning. Jesus Christ was a man of mission who died to save the world from their sins. We must ask if this burning desire of Jesus that a fire would ignite this world is alit in our own lives, our own hearts, our own families, our own churches and world. Time and again, this message of Jesus has been renewed in our world in a miraculous way through Marian apparitions. They have been a continuation of the prophetic call to conversion and a renewal of Jesus' invitation to the conversion of life. I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge our own diocese's shrine to Our Lady of Good Help, of which I am a great devotee. In these many apparitions, we find the desire of Jesus and Mary being revealed, that they desire the salvation of souls and a renewal of the fire of faith here on earth. 
This was precisely the message of Our Lady to Adele Bryce in 1859 in Champion, Wisconsin. Adele Bryce was born in Belgium, but her family immigrated here to the United States in the 1850s. She worked on her family farm even though she had a desire to become a religious and was counseled by a priest that if it was to happen, it would happen in the United States, that she should indeed immigrate with her parents. Mary appears to Adele in 1859 as she's taking a sack of grain to the local gristmill. In the apparition, Mary said, I am the Queen of Heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners, and I wish you to do the same. You received Holy Communion this morning, and that is well, but you must do more. Make a general confession and offer your communion for the conversion of sinners. If they do not convert and do penance, my son will be obliged to punish them. And then Our Lady asked Adele, Why are you standing here in idleness while your companions are working in the vineyard of my son? And Adele said, Well, what am I to do? And Mary said, Gather the children and teach them. And Adele said, What should I teach them, for I know so little myself? And then Mary said, Teach them what they need to know for salvation. Teach them their catechism, how to make the sign of the cross, and how to approach the sacraments. This is what I wish you to do. Go and fear nothing, and I will help you. And so we see in this message of Mary this twofold application. There's this spiritual component, prayer for the conversion of sinners, an emphasis on confession and on the Holy Eucharist, receiving communion. And then there's this active component as well of going out, of gathering the children and teaching them what they need to know, teaching them these spiritual things. Teach them what they need to know for salvation, how to approach the sacraments. I think this message is important for the family. Because the family can be the conduit of this teaching. It is in the family that mother and father can teach their children how to approach the sacraments. It's in the family that they pray together for the salvation of the world, praying for the conversion of sinners. It's this emphasis on prayer. Joseph was also known as a great protector of the Holy Family and guardian of the Christ child and virgin. And so Joseph can teach us to protect our children, just as Mary came to renew faith in family life through that apparition and champion. If we look at the trend of society today, a lot of our young people are losing their faith in college. And when they lose their faith then, how do they come back? By the prayers of families, by the prayer for the conversion of their children. Fathers should protect their children against these trends that we see. And we might ask, are we doing enough? What more can we do? We might ask those same questions that Adele asked. Do your best and strive to live like the Holy Family in Nazareth. Be like Joseph, a protector. Virtue. Time and time and again, saints and popes of our church have called the Holy Family a model and teacher of virtue for the family. And so just briefly, I'd like to propose 10 virtues for consideration. So again, 
go back to this idea of looking into the home of Nazareth. What do we see in the home of Nazareth? What characteristics do we see exemplified by Joseph and Mary and Jesus? The first is humility. In many of the church's prayers, we call upon the humble Virgin Mary. The birth of Jesus himself was humble, taking place in a manger. Mary showed forth her humility by returning the praise that was given her by Elizabeth back to God as she magnified the Lord. Joseph was humble in accepting Mary to be his wife. And so, in your own family, put others first and give God the praise. Secondly, service and generosity. The Holy Family provides a model of service to God and man. Mary served her cousin Elizabeth, who was with child, and they served God himself in the home. Be generous then with your time and give back to worthy causes. Your model of generosity will tremendously impact your children. Joy. The Holy Family experienced tremendous joy at the time of Christ's birth and throughout the hidden years of Jesus' life. This joy is evident from the gospel accounts of the wise men and shepherds who left praising God. Allow the joy of Christmas and our faith to fill your heart, life, and family throughout this new year. Chastity. The church salutes the Holy Family for their chaste life. We honor Mary, the Virgin Mother of God, and St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. While Joseph and Mary were married, they remained chaste in their marriage. Their chastity should be an inspiration to all families to live chastely as well and not engage in sexual promiscuity. Become examples to your children and encourage them to live pure lives. Attentiveness. Joseph and Mary, on their journey from Jerusalem to Nazareth, realized that Jesus was not in the caravan. Attentive to this need, they returned looking for their child. At the wedding feast of Cana, Mary realized that the wine was running low. So she was attentive to not only her own needs, but the needs of that couple. So strive in your family to cultivate an awareness to the needs of your family and children, your neighbors, and even strangers. Number six, become an intercessor. Mary was a woman of prayer and intercession. And Joseph, too, Mary's action at Cana can be seen as an act of intercession. All throughout history, we have seen Mary's intercession the course of world events. Pray with Mary for the world and ask her prayers. Intercede for those who need your prayers and entrust them to the prayers of Mary ever virgin. And then trust. Mary and Joseph trusted in God's plan for their life. Joseph had to trust Mary. They did not doubt or reject each other. So express to the Lord your own trust in his plan for your family life. You might have some difficult decisions to make, much like Joseph had that difficult decision of going to Egypt. But trust that God is leading you in whatever that decision is. So, my friends, this Christmas season, allow your home to become more like the home of the Holy Family in Nazareth. Your family must become little Bethlehems where Christ can be born and brought out into the world. 
Pope Leo XIII encouraged families to have an image of the Holy Family in their home and to pray in front of it each day. Consider obtaining an image of the Holy Family and taking up this practice. Allow your home to become a home for Jesus. Twice in the Gospel narratives, we are told that individuals took Mary into their home. The first was Joseph, who wanted to separate from Mary, but it was told to not be afraid to take Mary into his home. And the second was John at the foot of the cross, when Jesus entrusted his mother to John and John to Mary, and so to the whole world. As a church, we must bring Mary into our homes. We place beautiful images and statues of Mary in our churches and homes, but have we truly brought her into them? Do we live with Mary? To live with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we must strive toward a life of virtue with the members of our family, growing in our love of God and neighbor through prayer and action. Educate your children in the faith so that the fire of faith may continue to burn brightly in our world for others to see. And live lives of virtue. The renewal of the world and the church will begin with the family. I firmly believe that. By seeking to become holy. After all, if we gain the whole world but lose our souls, what has been our gain? So then, let us put on love and strive to make our world a better place. Go and glorify the Lord by your life, announcing the gospel to all you meet. So we have had the opportunity to peer into the home of the Holy Family. I'd encourage you maybe uh, to look for images of the home of Nazareth. Some people have depicted it. And when I gave this presentation, I saw a notation that I had an image, and it was a triptych, a triptych of the home of Nazareth. And so if you can find that, I, I don't know who the artist was, but I don't know, maybe a Google search will find it. But allow the Holy Family to invade your life and look to their example and become holy. Become holy yourselves so that your family might be holy too. I'd like to thank you so much for listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, throughout this year and throughout all of our previous episodes. I'm really looking forward to 2023. And as I give more time to the podcast, I hope that you'll do me a favor and you'll rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, that you'll share it with your family and friends, and that you'll follow me on social media at the handle at FR Edward Looney. Thanks so much for listening today, and we'll be back in the new year. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.